Hello, everybody. This is Francisco, the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever, ever. And then it's been a while since I last posted or, you know, got into this sort of deal with regards to my podcast. It's been it's been quite a eventful month thus far. But I'm um, I'm trying to do some things on the personal front. Uh, I'm also trying to keep my my sports show going. I developed a new logo for my my sports show and and um, well, I mean, we can we can harp on some of my artistic endeavors for sure because art Art is something that is a part of my life, and I'm and I, I I'm a medium of art. Of course, I, I love video games, and I talk about that a lot. But I'm gonna try to avoid jumping into video game talk for at least a bit before I, I get into it. But there's all sorts of mediums for art. You have writing, you have all, all of the visual arts with regards to either painting or drawing or, um, or tattoo art, you've got that. You you also have photography of all sorts. You, you have some of the more three-dimensional versions of art, such as sculpting or building or that type of thing. And, and then you've got music You've got music, you've got video, all sorts of video media as well. And then and then you get to some of the, 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 the things that kind of meld all those together, which is kind of like the interactive stuff, like video games. So art is a lot, and I've dabbled in pretty much every form of art in my lifetime, I've, I believe that being creative, having some sort of creative outlet is healthy amongst all human beings out there. And, and uh, I, I, there are some people who don't have the, the time or the privilege to be able to partake in those things. And, and I get that. Uh, and you can even say some of the, the physical things that you do can also be part of of that sort of media because look uh, for me creativity is all sorts of things and creativity can include physical endeavors like you can, people could be really good at trick shots for for basketballs or or, or billiards or hockey or soccer there's there's all types of people who who work on some sort of craft like that, skateboarding, you've got ballet, you've got dance. So that itself is also creative. You've got cooking, and I've talked about cooking before. Cooking is also a creativity medium as well. Okay, sometimes you 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 do things uh, word for word with, according to a, a recipe, and sometimes you kind of experiment and see what you got and. And figure things out from there. 
So you've got cooking as well. You've got a, a lot of people like gardening. Gardening can also be a artistic or creative medium, having something grow, having something go like that. People, some people raise certain animals to, to look a certain way and that in of, of itself is an artistic medium as well. Even though some people may not agree with it, some people may also feel it's a bit cruel to some of the animals. And there, there's all sorts of gray areas with regards to that. So much like anything out there too, there's, there's a lot, lot of gray area with regards to what, what people consider is or isn't art. And it's all subjective. It is all subjective. And for me, I, I appreciate all sorts of artistic medium. Some less than others, and some a lot more than others. I've already harped upon my video game love. I love video games. I feel like that is the culmination of of music and video and uh, 2D art and, of course, the art of interactive medium. And now we're getting to the physicality with motion controls and virtual reality. So... It's, it's getting a lot deeper with regards to art with, in video games. Heck, there's a, I recently came upon, came upon a, an art exhibit, an art exhibit, an interactive art exhibit, which uh, on my PC was given away for free on, on Epic Games. And it's, it's not a video game. It's not a video game in the least. It's, it's more of, you're inside a virtual art museum and the level of creativity that they can do with regards to the art and performance art is something that even in traditional art museums, this is something they could never pull off. They could never pull off. So that was really interesting because the, the museum starts out like any normal or even modern day art museum today or art exhibit today, and you have your LEDs and, and things like that, but you also have, and you have the traditional just art uh, canvas or framed on the wall, and you just kind of look at that. But then you have things where the, the room changes sizes, things change colors on the fly, you're floating in the air, going through space and time. That is the stuff that you cannot do in traditional art museums. So the the things that we can and do consider art is starting to, to stretch out a bit. We're starting to get real, real, real creative with it. And using video games to kind of push that forward is really cool really really cool but uh once more i delved into the video games but that was just something that that came uh, that I, I recently experienced and it was really cool it was a really really cool thing all right so as for as for my artistic endeavors I've always liked drawing. That's 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 where I first started with the art medium. Is is drawing in elementary school, 
knew how to draw. Like I, I love, I still do. I love animals. I love uh, and current creatures, prehistoric creatures, dinosaurs, of course. So I would think about them and obsess over them, and I would draw. I would draw my favorite animals. And it wasn't just, oh, this is what the animal kind of looks like in my head. It was, I wanted to get better at drawing the animal. I wanted to be good at showing what this thing is. And I would continuously make better and better versions of, of those animals. So um, that was one, probably the earliest of the things that I, I, I would consider my art. Um, you also, you have the things that I did like back then, the pop culture things like video games and uh, Power Rangers, things like that. I would try and draw those things as well, but not as much as I did animals and, and dinosaurs. Those, those were the things I, I really pushed forward with, with regards to my art. And here's something that I didn't realize was art, but it was something that I made myself because I, I didn't know of any other alternative. And for me, it was, it was drawing, or no, it was me creating my own toys. So back in the day, like, it, it wasn't like today. Today, there are action figures or plushies of a lot of your favorite characters out there. Heck, you could even go on Etsy and someone's going to make it for you. You could even you could even commission something like that and somebody could make something for you. So you have you have plushies of of athletes now, you have action figures of pretty much every video game character that you could think of. There are all sorts of Lego Lego sets of movies and television shows that you could obsess over today. So a kid today, if they like something, there is a high chance that you could find a toy of that thing. But back in the day, back when I was a kid in the in the mid-90s, there were a lot of things, but it, it just wasn't as... The, the sheer amount that there are today. So I particularly like Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I love I love the franchise. And one of the things that I didn't have was a Knuckles toy. Or heck, even Sonic and Tails. I, I, I didn't have any of those those things. None of the, 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 the big three. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. Nor Dr. Eggman. I didn't have any toys like that. And in the United States, there weren't many opportunities to get those toys of those things. Like you had the McDonald's toy uh, toy line that they had for Sonic 3 at one point. That was that was there, but even then I I, I don't even think I got them that much because my, my parents when I was growing up, I, I we ate out, but not as often as we we do now. 
as we do now. We, we heck, you, you save money, you do things. I mean, that was just the way that we had to do to survive uh, because circumstances. So, uh, and then I remember specifically there was like a one time we were at the mall and there was I saw one Sonic the Hedgehog plush toy of, and I wanted it I wanted it but I, I asked for it but I, but I, when I first saw it I was like, just like no no we, we can't or maybe the place was closed by that point so I, I never got a chance to get a Sonic plush at any point so it, it was it was just like I didn't have. A Sonic toy. I didn't have a thing. I had, I had a Power Rangers. I had, I had Ninja Turtles. Back in the day, I had Batman figures, and I basically just sat there. I'm like, well, I've got paper and crayons and <laughs> and tape here and the scissors. I'll just make my Sonic toys. And that's what I did. And they were very, very basic, very basic shapes. I drew in the, 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 the features of the eyes and the mouths and the nose. I, 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 but I made my own little toy figures of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And was like, this is, this will do. This this will do. If I if I don't have them, I'm gonna I may, I'll, I'll make them here, and this is how I will use them. And that was what I did. So I, I have taken to my own accord with regards to making something for myself. If I just don't have it, if I if I don't have it, there's no means to buy one. Then then I'll just make it myself. So. That was that was the, the early on, and I was probably like, I would say like nine years old when this was happening, nine or eight years old. So it was just me taking the initiative. Sometimes I would see like the the art renders inside of these uh, the, the little newsletters that they send you from like Best Buy or. Or back then, Sears, or and it'd be like, oh, here's the, there's a render of Mario for Mario 64, and it's a full body render of Mario, and so I'm like, oh well, I'll make, I'll make my own little Mario and I'll cut them out and and have them like that. So that was how I did things when I just didn't have the toy to accompany it. I would just kind of find a way to make a makeshift version myself. And for quite a while, I, I, I did that. I did. I would cut out things from papers I would see, and, and I would do that. And um, I wasn't really big into Play-Doh or anything like that. I, I had an incident when I was early, when I was an early kid. I stuck Play-Doh up my nose and uh, had to get that fished out by, by some firemen who got, who got it out of there emergency that was that was crazy that was a dumb thing that I did as a kid and I would um uh but 
when I started liking sports, then I was, I wanted to recreate sports in my home, in my home and play with, with toys of, of athletes. And, and, and back then, like nowadays, you can find, I mean, well, actually they did sell, I think starting lineup had that line of, they had their, their line of, of toys of, of athletes and, and things like that. And there have been, but they're not as, they were just kind of these, these templated figures that they would kind of color in their, their skin color. And then, and then just kind of uh, lay over the, the, the logos of the teams on the uniforms. And that's how they would do it. So it, it wasn't that detailed compared to some of the stuff we have today is the stuff from like the McFarlane, Figures are just outstanding, outstanding looking figures. And then, heck, now you have plush toys of athletes that you can get and give to your kid. So, it's, but back then, you just couldn't do it. So, on Nickelodeon, there was a a show, or it wasn't really a show, it was kind of like a, in-between commercial host for some of the cartoon blocks that they had in the afternoon. One of them was named Stick Stickly. And this dude was just like a popsicle stick. They put a couple eyes on him, a nose, a mouth, and that was him. That was him. And that was the host of the block of cartoons that they had, and he would do stuff in between. And... It was pretty cool because back then you could design your own character with a popsicle stick and send him over to Nickelodeon and they would feature him in the background of the crowd of the of the audience of the of the show. So you can see a, a toy that was essentially a toy that you made be uh, in the back there. And, and you know I'm talking about all this and I haven't seen Toy Story 4. And Toy Story 4, I believe, its premise is that the, the girl made her own toy out of, like, a spork or something like that. So, so with, uh, with uh, out of the idea of that, I'm like, well, I'm just going to make athletes of these guys. So, uh, I made, I made stick versions of, of basketball and baseball players. Yeah, I made stick versions of basketball, baseball players. I would, of course, if it was a, a black athlete or, or dark-skinned Latino athlete, I would just uh, color it in black and make a, uh, 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 but not too black because I needed to make sure you could see their face and everything. And then I would make out of paper their uniforms. And if it was a baseball player, their, their cap. And that was it. That was that was how I did it. They didn't have arms. They and they didn't have legs. They just had the one, uh, the part of the stick on the bottom. And that was how I made athletes. And that was pretty intuitive and pretty cool for me to do it that way. Uh, and man, I I sort of wish I had pictures of them. I wish I had pictures of them or some sort of or I kept them in some sort of way so you could see them. But 
It was how I, I, I figured out a way to have fun with these, uh, this new thing that I liked. It was these, these athletes in sports. But, of course, you can't just have the athletes. You also need the, the, the playing surface and the stadium. So, over the course of my childhood, and going into myself as a teenager, I would find sex, like furniture or things like that, that I would, I would have in my room or in the house, and I would try to uh, move things around so that it, would, it could resemble a playing surface of, of a stadium. And so I, I would, there, there, I mean, I would have, mainly there would be several, like, other stadiums. And then uh, eventually I just got to a point where I just had one solitary area because it was just, it was getting too much. It was, there wasn't enough, it was a premium on space and I couldn't have 10 stadiums to represent 10 different teams. So eventually I, I fashioned it into one. Uh, for the most part, uh, and then I would I would create my own teams. I would create my own teams based on the things that I liked or the, the toys that that I had around me to kind of simulate teams uh, because I, I didn't make a ton of those stick figures. I just kind of made the athletes that I liked at the time and, and didn't make much more of them, but... Um, I would make teams and I would design logos for them. I would design logos for those teams. So So There's just people are freaking psychos here while, while I'm driving. They're in such a freaking hurry to get where they're going that they are just oof. Anyways, so uh, and and I still remember a lot of these teams, and I I've been and I would perfect them over the years. Even going into my my teenage years in high school, I would try and make the logos better because they were rudimentary logos is kind of basic type of stuff and then I would get better and better so there were a lot of team names that I worked with and I'm gonna I'm gonna name them off here and kind of try and describe you the logos that I made out of these and surprisingly I haven't tried to make logos out of all of these things like out of on the computer and now that I'm talking about this I might as well and start designing uniforms and things like that because I can do that now uh, but I would have, and I would even assign them to the like specific cities across, uh, like the, the normal, like the, in the United States, the, the cities that teams are normally at. So, and I, the only the only teams that I wouldn't change the the team name for was the teams in South Florida because I was a fan of them. I'm like their names are perfect, their looks are perfect. I can't I I can't perfect anything more than that. So we're just going to leave them out as like the Marlins and the Dolphins and the Heat and the Panthers. Those are those will remain the same, but everything else has got to go. So the the teams that I went with 
let's let's start and really it was basically for baseball and then I would try and kind of finagle them into different things in the future once I started liking more sports but baseball was the uh, I like basketball but baseball became the main sport that I liked and so I would have like uh, let's let's start with like the National League East and I would keep like the whole National League American League type of thing but it would be like the Atlanta video gamers that'd be one team and their logo was like a V and a G but like an interlocking VG okay or um, and it's actually and I would perfect that logo before it was like kind of like a triangle with a G inside of it so it would be like a V and a G the triangle would be the V but then I was like let's get away from that and make the G the big thing and the V is inside the G and I'm like oh this is actually a pretty sharp logo and I now want to design it again and uh, because it, it would pretty be pretty simple to design uh, and uh, I had an alternate logo for it, which was like an AG for like Atlanta, Georgia. Like that, I, I, I had the whole thing uh, all written out, all, uh, I made a team script and all that stuff. I, it was, it was pretty deep with that one. And then I would have, but some cities were less like kind of like, like I had like the Philadelphia losers because I don't know, it seemed like Philly always seemed to be losing. And so I was like, yeah, let's make them the losers. And it'd just be like a running joke. But I never really developed the only the logo, the only logo that I developed was like basically a like somebody holding, you know, an L symbol with their hands and just like up to their forehead. And so it'd be like a hand symbol on the hat with the L on it, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a perfect that's a perfect logo. Everybody knows what that means. The L means lose. So there you go. Uh, and at the time, it was Montreal Expos, and I never found a team. Like, I didn't know much about Montreal, just, just like Montreal. So I didn't really give Montreal um, a, a team name until, like, they moved to – DC to Washington and so I was like well if we're gonna have a Washington team then we need something that kind of symbol is like some symbolic to to Washington DC so I called them the corrupts <laughs> so the logo was like it was it basically like two phase it'd be like um it'd be a W the first half of the W was like pristine and shiny and you would see like a like a like a shiny beam reflection on one side of it to show that it's shiny. And then the other side, kind of like the sludge or slime on it, the other half of the W, and that represented the corrupted side. So that that always felt kind of fitting for Washington, D.C. So that was Washington. And then New York. So the New York teams, I was like, well, what's better than dogs and cats, right? So, but it wasn't just dogs and cats. So, the New York National League team was the kitties. So, it would be cats. Uh, so, there was like a cat logo with like a cat facing forward. And on the ears, it had like an N, and the other ear would have Y. So, it would be the NY right there. So, that was, that was the kitties. And 
for the other team because I like dogs more. And I was like, well, I want dogs to be more prestigious. So I'm going to make them like basically like the Yankees. So instead of the Yankees, I called them the puppies. And it would be, and the puppies were, the logo was based on my dog, Caesar, at the time. So it was basically a, a profile of, of his head, of a profile of his head. And inside of his ear was like a P symbol. And that would be the logo. That would, that would just be it. That would just, that would be the logo. And, and then like alternate logo would be like a paw print with like NY inside of it. Um, so that, that was the, 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 the puppies team right there, but I already jumped ahead of myself with, with regards to that. So, um, what what other teams are in there? So random, yeah. I kind of already covered pretty much all of them, right? So there you go. And then, uh, but then the rest of the league, you just kind of get because my creativity kind of goes about. I mean, some of them are worse than others, and I acknowledge that. Remember, I made these up when I was a kid, and I kind of stuck with them for the most part. I, some of them I did change their names. Because I think St. Louis, like, I think St. Louis, I called the Pokemon, the St. Louis Pokemon. And it was because I liked Pokemon at the time. But then I changed the name to, I forgot what. And now I kind of don't really have a name for them anymore. And then Chicago was like the Chicago Wind. I made like a W logo out of Wind. The sea logo out of wind. It was, it, I mean, it seems so simple, right? Chicago, wind, windy city. So some of them are less creative than others. And some of them are very obvious. Okay, that belongs to that city. That makes a lot of sense for that Chicago team. But then the other Chicago team makes absolutely no sense because I called them the Turtles and not because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that, that, that wouldn't make sense because the Ninja Turtles are in New York. Like, like it doesn't make any sense for them to be the Chicago Turtles. It was just because I think I had a turtle at the time. And I was like, well, I need to make a team out of him. So I just called them the Turtles. And the logos for that team have never been good. It was like I made like a C or a T out of the shell. And it just, it ne- I've never made, and I can't think of anything better. I couldn't think of anything better. To, and I was just kind of like, all right, we're stuck with them. They're the Turtles. <laughs> all right so and i jumped ahead again once more there but then uh pittsburgh i call them the pittsburgh smog and it's because of like the steel mills and the pollution that comes out of them so i'm like oh let's make like these are team names that cities would not be proud of some of them some of them are team names that the cities would not be proud of so so the, there you go with, with that one. Uh, what was Cincinnati? I think Cincinnati was like the flying pigs. And it was because my dad went to Cincinnati and there was like a city nearby, like in Kentucky, that was famous for their flying pigs. So he brought like a souvenir t-shirt from there. And I was like, all right, that's a team. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a thing in Cincinnati. It probably isn't because I've never heard of it ever since, but I, I mean, I've never been to Cincinnati. So then I was kind of stuck with it. Then 
Cincinnati, Pennsylvania, Milwaukee was the drunks. The Milwaukee drunks. It made sense because they were the Brewers. So what could be natural for Brewers to have is a bunch of drunks. So <laughs> you know, to more another one where the cities themselves wouldn't be proud of the name. So I was like Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Cincinnati, St. Louis. So the National League West gets a little bit better. Uh, the, the San Francisco was the dinosaurs. And, I mean, that logo was the best one, was one of the better ones that I made because it was basically a T-Rex head. Uh, and I, I made several secondary logos, like an SF out of, like, dinosaur bones. Uh, that one's a pretty cool one. Like, the, And I'm surprised that more teams aren't named after dinosaurs or teams just go generically dinosaurs. There are very few dinosaurs out there in sports. Okay, the Toronto Raptors went with it, ran with it, and uh, it's going pretty well for them. But there's a lot of other teams that – a lot of other places that's like, wow, you guys have nothing. You guys have nothing. The Rockies have a Triceratops mascot, but – it doesn't mean anything when they, they don't have logos or anything like that, that kind of accompany it. They could have you know, made secondary Triceratops logos, you know, Triceratops head logo. Because I mean, that's kind of what Nashville went with, with the, the Smilodon when they, they, they went with the Predators. They found a Smilodon at the, at the side of the, the arena that they were building. And it's like, okay, well, let's go with that. That's pretty cool. And the Rockies did the same thing. They found Triceratops bones where they were, and they they only went as far as making their mascot, but nothing more. It's like, come on, guys, let's do do something here. Yeah, you guys are just rocks. Uh, so, but so yeah, I made the dinosaurs. It was pretty cool. It was pretty pretty cool. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine a team called the? The, the dinosaurs and Universal decides to sponsor the place and they just called the, the stadium Jurassic Park. I mean, my God, it's just sort of the money's right there, folks. The money's right there. They could have a ton of secondary logos. They could change their logos to be different dinosaurs. There's just so much merchandising opportunity to do that. There's just so much. But nobody's done it. Nobody. Nobody wants to commit to that, but I would do it. I would definitely go ham. It's like just a franchise. Like the Washington football team. What if they were just the Washington dinosaurs? And they just went crazy with their logos. They could, oh, 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 man. Oh. So anyways, uh, Los Angeles was the gang stars, but not just gangsters, the stars. I kind of mixed the the Hollywood culture of Los Angeles with the gang culture of Los Angeles. And the logo was basically like the L was a gun. A gun. And then I think the A was like, I don't know. I think the A was just like a generic A next to the L. So it was like Los Angeles like that. Uh, don't, yeah, once more, another one where, like, the city, the people from that city may not want to be associated with that. 
and wouldn't agree to having a team named after that. Uh, let's see, Colorado was the highs. So the Colorado highs, it, it makes a lot of sense, especially now that marijuana is legalized in Colorado. But mine was a little bit more, and like, remember, some of these weren't when I was like, 11 years old and I was making these. I wasn't thinking about Colorado highs when I was 11. It was just stuff that would come about when I got older. I'm like, ah, let's make a team the Colorado highs. But the high is spelled H-I-G-H and it'd be like a mountain logo with like a nose above it, sniffing the mountain, which would make it look like they're sorting the cocaine. <laughs> oh, I think that would be pretty, that would be pretty sick to do. I gotta put that up on T Public page. Just got like the Colorado highs. There we go. Get that. Or maybe somebody's already made it. I bet you somebody's made it. Uh, maybe not the specific logo, but at least the, the name. Or maybe, there, maybe there's like a bong vape shop or, or dispensary somewhere in Colorado called Colorado High. <laughs> I bet you there is. Okay. And San Diego was the aquatics, which I guess makes sense. San Diego, whatever. It wasn't that clever. It's not that clever. I, mean, I, mean, I can't even really think of a logo other than like a, a water drop with like an SD inside of it. It's, it doesn't, it's not really that great. Not that creative. And Boston was the no R's because I just felt like the people of Boston don't, don't enunciate their R's enough. So that was, that was it. And it would be like, the logo would be like an, like a, oh, I forget, Arizona, I can't, I don't think I thought of something good for Arizona. Um, and then, yeah, Boston was just like a, it'd be like the, the circle with like a cross around it with like the letter of R behind it. Like, okay, no R's, that makes sense. Uh, Toronto was the cans because Canada once, oh gosh, man, some of these are terrible. Some of these are really, really terrible. But more, I made these as a kid. I made a lot of these as a kid, so I wasn't really thinking that clearly for some of them. Uh, some of them were clever, were clever and creative, and others are just kind of like, well, I need to make 30 of these, and uh, I don't have 30 great ideas, but I have 30 ideas. <laughs> uh, Baltimore was the gets. I have no idea how I got gets out of it. And it, it was just like a guy trying to grab a ball. Like, uh, it, it's terrible. It's a terrible name. And Tampa Bay was the Oz. The A-H-H-S. It was, just, it was a logo of a guy of a baseball with like a very like ex- expressive look on his face going, ah. And it was basically like ooze and Oz, which... I I didn't make this up. It was my friend at the time, Sean, one of my friends, who was like, oh, I'm going to make my team name. It's going to be called the Oz because we, we all we do is make oohs and ahs with people and, like, impress people. I'm like, okay, all right, well, that's going to be a team. <laughs> so then the... Yeah, these, some of these get worse. Minnesota was the anger, but the Minnesota one actually has a pretty, like a pretty good logo with like an M with like angry eyes on some of the space in between. 
and and even an A logo. So it, it makes it really does make a lot of sense the anger logo M and A. And I, I I've drawn it out so many times that I I just never gotten down digitally. But it's not that bad. Minnesota anger. I, I think I think it could work out any team like like that. Um. Cleveland was like the professionals. It's, it's a bad name. It's a bad name. It was basically like a guy in a suit and a suitcase logo with like a C on it. it, it it's bad. It's not great. And Kansas City was the Divas. And their logo, the logo was actually pretty clever because it was supposed to look like, like a star. But you know how you how you can draw a star, right? And you just make the lines like uh, crisscrossing each other and you can make a star like that. It was basically that, but made into a KC. It's not that bad. You can do it. You can actually pull it off. And Detroit was the stuffers. And I don't know why. It was just like a very puffy S logo. Or at least I don't remember why anymore. And then finally, the American League West, the Oakland F's instead of the A's, and the F standard for failure. <laughs> so the Oakland failures. I'm like, well, that was the, <laughs> that was like okay. Well, they're normally the A's. But what if we made them the F's? And uh, that it, it's it's bad. It's a bad one. Um, then lost the, the, I guess it was Anaheim at the time, the Anaheim Animals. I was going with the alliteration there more than anything else. But, I mean, generic animals, and you could just make any logo that you wanted out of that. Um, the, gosh, what was the, Texas was the Truckers. Because my dad had a truck at the time. I'm like, well, that, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. I'm sure there's a lot of truckers in Texas. <laughs> and then Houston was the Hammers. And that logo was basically, it, it looked very similar to the Sickle and Hammer logo from the Soviet Union. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great at all. And... Is there more? There's more, right? Oh yeah, Seattle. I don't think I had much for Seattle. It was so some of these Peter. I mean, a lot of these Peter. A lot of them are terrible. Just terrible, terrible creative names. Uh, just some of them are good. I think out of all of those, I have like three good ones. So three out of thirty. It's one tenth of them. So. Uh, it, uh, but looking at the way that you make brands and logos, they go through a lot of iterations before they arrive at something that seems right or seems good enough to go with. And that process alone just is, it, it takes time. It takes time. And, 
And for a lot of people, it seems like, oh, it's just a logo. How, how hard could it be? But it, it can be hard. It can be very hard to create something that sort of embodies what you're trying to put out there or just looks sharp. And it's like, well, that looks sharp. And that, that's what we want. We want something to have. And then when we do something good, people recognize that brand. Uh, most recently on my sports podcast, Sports Goofs, like uh, this time last year, I, or, or yeah, basically yeah, around this time last year, I finally changed our logo. Before our logo was like a generic looking S, interlocking S and G. That was our original logo. It looked very like generic sports SG. Okay, it was kind of italicized. And it really, really just looks eh. You know? Just looks eh. It's like, okay, this is, this is our logo. Okay. But... I had wanted to change it for a bit, and Andrew was like, Andrew wanted to change it. He was like, dude, it looks so generic. It looks so bland in comparison to anything else. Like, we need something legitimate. Because I just kind of looked for a font on Photoshop. I was like, okay, let's make an S. Let's grab the G from that, and, we'll, and I'll find a way to interlock it. But it, it didn't. It just had no pizzazz to it, had no sharpness to it. It was just kind of there. And it kind of didn't, it embodied nothing, really. It embodied nothing. So, I mean, we had a, a brand, but it just wasn't working. And, um, and we had that logo for almost two years at this point. But we didn't really have a foothold with regards to our podcast. So around this time last year, our podcast jumped in popularity. We started getting a, a much better audience. And it was like, okay, well, it's, it's time to, to make a new logo. Let's go. So I, I played around with an S and a G. And I wanted it to look sharp and sleek, but not too, too over the top. So I went through few iterations before I landed on one and I showed it to Charles and Andrew and Charles and Andrew they kind of both looked at it like it kind of looks like a six <laughs> it looked like a number six and I'm like oh crap it does look like a number six instead of like an it I tried to make a logo that looked like an S and a G at the same time at the same time and I'm like oh, it looks like a six crap it does and so I had to go back and I'm like I like I like I feel like I'm close but I need what what can I do to change this and I'm like hmm. and I'm trying to think back at some of my my own graphic design experiences I'm like well because I wanted a minimalist logo I wanted something that that didn't require too much two colors max three if we need an extra accent color. Okay. 
how about maybe if I work with negative space? So negative space is pretty cool. You can kind of, you can, it's almost like, uh, like silence. Sometimes you can say a lot with silence. And in a lot of times in graphic design, you could say a lot with negative space. Because a lot of times human beings can kind of fill in the gaps where you want to fill in. And so I took out some of the parts of that logo that made it look like a six. And it looked a lot better. And I sent that to Charles and Andrew. And they're like, that's it. That's the logo. I'm like, yes, there it is. I I got it. I got it. I got it. So... We, we finally had a logo that looked sharp, that looked pretty cool. It's, a, it's an S, but it's a G at the same time. And I, I ran with it. And so around this year, uh, now, uh, I was like, man, I, I'd really like a secondary logo. A secondary logo. I was like, well, well what are you going to do? Well, uh, and, and even then, I, I still have to make a, a, a proper script logo. Because the script that we've used for our show isn't an original script. It's just a font that I thought paired well with our current logo. But it's not original. I'd, I'd like to make something that utilizes the, the, the look that we have with our current logo and makes it look like the, the rest across the board. So that's something I'm going to work on over this break that I have with, with my show, my, my sports show. And I want a secondary logo. It's neither an S nor a G. And my sports podcast, we've adopted the giant squid as our mascot. It has nothing to do with the Seattle Kraken. We, we, just, we wanted it to be the Marianas French of sports media. Like we felt that we were the we were rock bottom for sports media. If you're coming to us for your sports news and analysis, you you're you're hitting rock bottom here. And it seems like it's self derogatory, but I feel like we're we're owning it because we've had guests on the show. We've had moments in time where we've had. Um, CNN or NBC News like want us want stuff that we've covered on there uh, photos that we've taken and we've we've done things that I, I believe we're uh, that the the podcast has solidified itself in our own lives in some sort of way, shape, or form. Just, it, it's, it's there. It's a part of us. It's something I'm, I've been proud to make. It's, and this goes into the whole creativity thing. I, this Making the podcast, because I've got this podcast, and, and I've done some creative things on here, but, but my sports podcast was something that I, I've been wanting to do for quite a while, and, and I wanted it to be both a creative outlet and a decompression tool for the stresses of my life. I can come to the show and the show can be it's a sanctuary. 
a sanctuary. And it can be fun at the same time. It can be fun to do this. So, um, making that show, and I've talked about the show before, has allowed me to to express myself in, in video format, in audio format, and artistically with with it with the logo and now we finally made a secondary logo. I finally made one. And the secondary logo is a giant squid. If you if you look at the link for the podcast in the description of this this entry of my podcast here or just search for sports goofs and you'll you'll find us there. We're on everything. We're 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 on all of the all of the podcast apps. You will find us. Or you go on YouTube and you'll find us there. We, uh, it's it's a giant squid. It's looking, it's facing forward. It's got its two giant arms on its side. And I incorporated the logo that I created, the S&G, into it on the bottom to represent its tentacles. It's, it's smaller tentacles. And uh, I think it looks pretty sharp. It doesn't make entirely a lot of sense when you look at it, but it makes enough sense to me. So I finally developed that, and I finally... And Charles and Andrew like it. It, it looks sharp. It looks... It feels... It, it, it feels like it belongs with the other logo. And that's... It, it's, it's very angular. It's very... It's minimalist. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to match the other stuff. Because a lot of the times with some branding out there, they will make something that doesn't match with their other stuff. And that can be jarring. Because you're seeing two different things that shouldn't be next to each other. It shouldn't be part of that that set. So you got mixing and matching and it's like it doesn't make sense to mix these things together. You either go all the way with one or you go all the way with the other. Only The only way you can do that is if you are specifically making something that has like an old, you, you make an alternate set that has its own feel to it. Uh, the NBA has tried to do this with the NBA City Edition stuff. The Miami Heat did a fantastic job with their Miami Vice uniforms to meld it with their current look and make it seem like it's a part of it. Of, of it, it feels natural. Even though it's completely different colors, they have a completely different Miami logo, but they found a way to mix it together with their current stuff, but separated at the same time. And it was the best, the best amongst all of the the NBA alternate sets. So for sports groups, I, I wanted it to be. I feel like the only way we could do that, and we've done it, I, I've done it once before because our, our past set looks nothing like our current set. Our current logo 
looks nothing like our past logo, nor our past scripts, nor the color scheme. None of it's the same. But I did do something once. For our 100th episode, we we had our 100th episode, and on the Twitter page, and on our our broadcast of the episode, and even the, the the title card for the podcast episode, I I was able to go back out for our because during the broadcast of the show we do it live and we do it on youtube and twitch and and other platforms that do live streaming and we have like i have a template i have a template of uh of how the show appears and it's in our colors with the the sharp logo and all that stuff but i took that and just made it into the because a current sports goose color scheme is is like a, a, a very a deep electric blue dark color uh, color with white and black that's our color scheme and our past color scheme was navy blue and gold and white that was our past color scheme so I just took that template I'm like okay what's blue is gold and what's black is navy blue Let's go. And I replaced a lot of the, it just, it, it felt like uh, a lot of the times when you see local sports broadcast and they use the alternate logos or, or like the retro logos, they will do the same fittingly with the colors and logos on the TV broadcast. And I wanted to do the same thing. And that's what I did. And even on our Twitter page, I changed our Twitter profile pick instead of our current logo with the current colors. I just put our current logo with the past colors, and it, it, hey, it works. It works in the past colors. It works in the past colors. So, yeah, that's some of the creative stuff. Well, I'm coming towards the end of this. I wasn't able to talk about all the things with regards to creativity. But I don't want this to go above an hour. So I just want everyone to do something. Do something creative if you can. If you have the, if you have the ability and time to do so, either you write or you draw or you sing or you dance or you do something with your hands or with your body to express yourself, even if nobody sees it. Even if nobody sees it, nobody hears it, it could just be for you. It could just be for you because it, it really is, it really is great and it's cathartic and it's liberating at times too. So go out there and find your thing, find your thing, find your creative outlet, find yourself something, cooking, gardening, anything, anything out there, taking photographs. Collecting, collecting things. So that could be your, your form of collecting things and displaying them. That could be your form of thing. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Please listen to my other entries in my podcast. Check out my other podcast, Sports Goose, and follow me on a lot of things that are out there in this, in this world. 
I, I, I'm on pretty much everything. So thank you, everyone. Have a nice time. Take care.